Hey, everyone. This podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman by heading over to patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y Unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. Storytelling. Uh, uh, hello, everyone. <laughs> hello. We're an episode of Hypecast. Hypecast. The show where we talk about movies. <laughs> movies. No, no, no. It's the show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryan. <laughs> I am your other co-host, David Bell. Who and who are you? Oh, I didn't know. I was waiting for my time to speak. I'm... I'm Drew Grant. That, hi. That, t- that time is now, Drew Grant. Hi, hi guys. Hi, Drew. Hello. Welcome. Thanks. It's been a hot minute. I'm glad to be it here. It has been. It has been many, so many, too many hot minutes to count. I don't want to do that yeah. math. Yeah. It's, How have you been? I've been uh, as good as anybody else. I think I've got two puppies now, so that's cool. Ooh, oh, nice. Yes, they're very cute and very bad, um, but I love oh. them. I love them a lot. Um, what else? What else? Uh, I got a colonoscopy yesterday, yesterday, but that was that's about it. That's about it. Oh, yeah, no, that's, I yeah. hear uh, did they they drug you up? I hear the drugs are the fucking drug, awesome. The drugs are freaking awesome. Uh, the day yeah. before, it's the prep that's terrible. That's what kills you. Like the day yeah, before, you gotta, yeah, you gotta like not eat and stuff, right? Uh, the and stuff is yeah the yeah, worst you gotta, part. Right. You gotta do the cleanse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you just gotta poop. Yeah, just. But they reward it. you with delightful drugs the drugs felt night i did wake up feeling like i had never slept that well before in my life i also don't remember going under like it was just sort of like okay now we're going to and then i woke up it's like someone cut off a movie reel like just right in right. the middle mm-hmm. it's pretty great that's how you know the that's drugs are real nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well congratulations on that thank you yeah yeah Good times. Yeah. I'm, gl- I'm glad you cleared your schedule today, like your colon, so that uh, yeah. we would have enough time to uh, to talk about these movies. Movies. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty tired, uh, so I, I just- I, shit, I almost, Dave. I don't give well, a shit how tired well, you listen, are. listen, this wasn't the- that wasn't the whole thought, <laughs> It wasn't the whole thought. I'm just saying, if- I just want to assure people that I am very hyped today mm-hmm. about a lot of these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to say that at the top of this. Sure. Uh, yeah. Well, if you if you uh, follow a bit, I can pick up your slack doing what I think the last person who commented on a Hypecast episode said I was doing, which is just running in and Leroy Jenkinsing it, which I think... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> talking about movies I did not watch the trailer for, so this time I did all of that. <laughs> Oh, nice. Yeah. Wait, no, last I, time did you did you not watch any of the trailers? I know. I, I watched all the trailers. I missed the Mockingbird one. Uh, and so I was like watching it, but like kind of like commenting on it 
while having not seen it. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Oh, that sounds uh, wonderful. We, we, we prefer our guests to have strong opinions about things they've never seen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that is, that, that is, that the, is show. the show. The that's yeah. the show. You're right. <laughs> so. Yeah. We watch three minutes of a movie and we go, meh. Yeah. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> Boo. <laughs> What is a teaser trailer anyway, if not just a preview of the preview of the five seconds of somebody's right. window? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then they have the five second trailers that go before the teaser trailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we it's, should start just reviewing those. I was going to say it's their fault, really. They, you know, they invite yeah. they invite this. So. They invite snap judgment. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. What are we supposed to do? Like yeah. long meditative looks on on no. the five seconds of uh, no. Spider Man, Spider Spider Man. Spider-Man? 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 Yeah. yeah. No, Spider-Man. no. The, the, these movies live and die in a single weekend, so th- mm-hmm. we're allowed to judge them by the uh, their three-minute trailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, That's true. Let's, let's name some goddamn producers, Dave. All righty. We got a new producer this week. Big thank you to Look Ma. I'm on a podcast. Yeah, you've done it. Solid. Yeah. Your mother must be very proud. Yep. Uh, uh, thank you to Children Love the Meat Millie. Your mother must also be very proud. Uh, thank you to Grumblebee. Thank you to Screaming Horse Pyramid. Thank you to Del Griffith, the Shower Curtain fella. Thank you to Lef. Thank you to Seismic Charge Noise. Thank you to Jake. Uh, Thanks, Jake. Thank you to Numino Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Jones. Thank you very much. Thank you to the baby from Eraser Head. Forever. Thank you to <laughs> Thank you to Chiz Lily Tits. Mm. Uh, thank you to these seven bees. Mm. Thank you to Breezy Ruizy. Thank you. Woo! All right, let me come, let me jump in here and, uh, and get to this, these names. Do thank it. you to Davy Francis for the revenge. Thank you. Thank you to MVB. Thank you. Thank you to Chester's Prophet. Thank you. Thank you to definitely not Guillermo del Toro. Thank you. Thank you to Brian, who Tom knows. Thank you. Thank Brian. you to Bob Grenville. Thank you. Thank you to Stephen. Thank you. Thank you to Down Home Chicken. <laughs> they get a Han to me, the confused cyborg. Thank you. They get to asking seven. Thank you. They get a happy ed two oh nine. Thank you. They get a Tom and Dave are good writers. Follow them at Collider and some more news. Aw, oh, thank you. They get a Tiger George Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Thank you. They get a Dan Hackroyd. Thank you. All right. All right. Oh. All right. It's time for the fifty eighth trailer. For yes. no, no time to die. I we, put this we on. We have seen the entire movie at this point, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, this is. I put this on. It's almost like an autopsy. Yeah. Where it's like <laughs> th- this is the final trailer they claim for the final Bond they claim. But like, I'm pretty sure Spectre was supposed to be the final Bond. It was, right? and then and then they came back with. But what if we gave you a lot of money? Yeah. So I don't like believe a word. Any of these fuckers no. say yeah, it says coming this October. I'm like, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, this are we? Is, is anybody excited for this one? Like, ah, uh, yes, yes. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good that's answer. A good answer. That's about where I live. Well, because like Fleabag is writing it, or is in part involved in writing it. So I do kind of that's like true. like I do kind of have like a little bit more interest in this one than I think I'd regularly do in James Bond. Although like the, these ones, the whole grouping has been kind of good. I haven't seen a all of them, but like Casino Royale, good. The one where he goes back yeah. to his home, uh, fine. I thought that one was fine. Uh, yeah. Skyfall. Skyfall. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, that's, oh, go on. No, that's it. That's it. Those are the two I've seen. That's all, yeah. Those are also the only two I've seen of Daniel Craig. <laughs> I, I done seen them all. Um, they, they remind me of the Mission Impossibles, 
where I watch them, I really enjoy them, and then I never watch them again. Uh, and and I always think like, yeah, they were good. Uh, it's just, I don't know. Uh, they they. I, I I guess it's just that the story isn't particularly complex, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's James Bond. I don't get. It's James Bond. Yeah. I don't really get excited for James Bond the way that I would get amped for like I don't know. Fast uh, and Furious. Exactly. Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like the Dune movie that's coming out. Right. Or you know, like well, I, I just because don't. Yeah. L- like the Mission Impossible's, they're just like they're like yearly. Mm-hmm. Or not not literally, but like we just we we never run out of them. Like mm-hmm. the tides, so... like the turning of the tides for every season exactly. there is a new James Bond. I think I think James Bond feels particularly like weird and archaic sometimes. I mean, I know people love it, but it does feel like it's of a different era because it literally is. And like he's yes. a yeah. character that's like not really he's kind of like at odds with where we are at as, as a culture, which is why I like am interested in what Phoebe Waller Bridge is bringing to the table in terms of like yes. what this is going to be. Well, if you if you watch some of the other ones, they actually address that idea. Really? They do they start they start becoming more self-aware. They start recognizing the fact that he's an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. They start recognizing the fact that like, yeah, he's not great with women. Yeah. Stuff like that where like they they are self-aware of the his, time in which they exist. His crotch has got to be radioactive. By oh yeah, Wait, that so, shit uh, fell right off. So in this reality, like I never I never know what they're doing with the timelines here. Is he like a variant of other 007s, or is he a new guy that's been brought in to replace a previous 007, or is he just I, always been James Bond? It's always been James so, Bond, I think. Okay. I th- I think it's it's always a mistake to try to connect the continuity. Uh. I would say it's a reboot because in Casino okay. Royale he makes. 007. It like starts from him becoming 007. Oh, okay. So it's like, yeah, we're seeing and now we're introducing in the last one Spectre and 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 all the all the villains from the previous films and stuff. Oh. I am this does look a lot like really fun. I think the big issue is I have the free guy issue with it where it's I've just seen the ad campaign mm-hmm. for what feels like 5 years. It's been almost 2 years. Right? Yeah, and I, I yeah, and it's not their fault. It's not their fault. But <laughs> it, it's created a situation where, like you, yeah, yeah, hey, it's not your fault. Hey, but like what Tom said, it's. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen it. What's funny is I don't think I'd seen a trailer or any marketing for this movie. I think I just have selective like blindness towards certain things. I hadn't seen anything about this movie until like the trailer dropped uh, the other day. And I was like, oh, oh wow. Yeah, I, like, I refuse to believe that. I swear, I swear. I live in a little bubble, Tom. I, I didn't I didn't know, I know anything. You do. I know you do. I feel like I feel like maybe yeah, it's it's more of a selective memory thing where you're just yeah. like, I don't need I don't need to remember this. Well also like I don't work in at, at a major publication. Like where would I see it if I wasn't actively searching it out, I guess. Like right. it's not like it wasn't just playing in front of like YouTube videos. That's true, yeah, that's true. I forget not everyone uh, obsessively watches uh, ten trailers a week. <laughs> yeah, right now. Oh my God, Tom, are you getting this? Where when you go to see a movie, you're like, Christ, with yeah. the opening. Because well, yeah. I, it reminds me of when I worked at a movie theater, where it's like I've seen every trailer fifty times. The one yeah. cool one was uh, when we went to go see the Fast Night. Again, I guess uh, F nine is like the only thing that matters in the world. But like that Jurassic Park trailer that played beforehand, like we came in a little bit late and missed it. Like that that little three minute intro trailer they do for the new Jurassic Park movie or Jurassic World, or whatever. 
And that's not online, is it? No, it's not online. No, and like not. we missed it and we walked in the theater. We were so bummed. And then the, the reel broke like a little bit through the movie, like 10 minutes in. And they were like, okay, we're going to restart the whole thing out over, including the trailer. And we were like so pumped. <laughs> like the theater just cheered audibly. Uh, I think. Wow. I think because no one got to see it online and we all want to okay. see it. There's a few things I want to break down. I, I, it's, I can't believe a theater actually cheered to see that trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, also, did you say the reel broke down? Or, like, whatever happened, it broke. Like, the, the, the thing broke. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I was like, I didn't think that was possible anymore. Um, Vin Diesel jumped through the, the projector and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so awesome that the digital projector was like, I can't handle this. Yeah. I think, you um, know, when I think about it, maybe they were cheering just because they got to see the opening 10 minutes of F9 again. That might have been why they Maybe. Were, maybe that's why they were cheering. I don't know. I don't think people are, like, hating the new Jurassic World, but it does seem like the butt of a lot of jokes now. Mm-hmm. Um, like that thing that was going around about Trevorrow's interview of, like, <laughs> we're going to explore whether or not humans and dinosaurs can coexist or something, or what. It, it was, it, I don't know. I mean, uh, have you seen Book of Henry? I have. Oh, yeah. We okay. celebrate Book of Henry in this yeah. house. <laughs> okay. Uh, I saw that movie recently, and I guess I never had a strong opinion about Colin Trevino one way or another. I just thought he was a name that got thrown around a lot. Uh, now I do. Now I've got some opinions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know I know we're supposed to be talking about yeah, sorry. T- No Time to Die, but, like, I, yeah, he. it's more like he might be the nicest guy in the world. He just sort of represents, like... Like someone getting too much too soon mm-hmm. in a career, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like they're not making the best decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, yeah, maybe don't make Jurassic World your second film <laughs> ever. Yeah. Like, that's wild. That shouldn't happen. Yeah. Uh, I wonder, like, yeah, I just I watched Book of uh, Henry and it looks like a cry for help. It seems like a cry for help. I don't it know. It really does. <laughs> it, seems yes. like, it seems like a lot of things and, and all of them live in, live in darkness. Yeah. Um, let's move on. <laughs> all right. Uh, Mayor of Kingstown uh, with a uh, little, little Jerry. Little Jerry, 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 Jerry Renmore. Uh, Jerry Renmore. Jerry yeah. Renmore with his little face. His little face. His little, he's got such he's a got scrunchy little face. little face. A scrunchy little face guy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Crime show. It's got uh, Ben, Ben, that guy from the Bane shirts that you guys love, right? Yeah, uh, Ben Mendelsohn. Mendelsohn, I love him so much. Mendelsohn. I, yeah. I still have that. Where's Bane? Worth Bane shirt. I love it. Nice. Um, yeah, this is the kind of show that I would watch the shit out of. Yeah. I don't know if I actually would, but it's just like yeah, gritty crime drama. Sure. Fuck it. I'm in. Yeah, it's like uh, loaded with actors. It, it, um, yeah, everybody's very serious. It's, yeah, a, it's very one serious. of the Taylors, right? It's Taylor Sheridan or Taylor Hackford, one of those Taylors. Sheridan, like, yeah, Sheridan. The, the Yellowstone guy. Heller High Water guy. He wrote it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's a great movie. Um, I mean, I like it. Is it a Mayor of Easttown prequel? It should be. It should be. I, they should I, be forced to go head to head. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I couldn't get very uh, much from the trailer about what was going on. Uh, Runner is fine. I think- I think I li- I think I like what the trailer. All right. So what I got from it was that this is a guy who clearly has connections. To, like this is like a prison town, mm-hmm. meaning yeah. it's a town there. Their major economy is like the prison, mm-hmm. uh, and this guy is clearly doing like dirty deals with prisoners and like kind of running the yeah. prison in some way. It's hard and to tell if he's he a has cop. Control over the, yeah. 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 They say stuff like you're the real mayor of this town, and it's like. 
All and right. it's like, what does the mayor think about that? It's like he knows. And it's like I still, I'm not sure. Is there mayor? Like a. <laughs> <laughs> he could just be running like a dealership, like right, a car dealership yeah. for all we know. <laughs> oh, is there, um, is there a literal mayor or is it just more like I'm the mayor no, of this the, the, prison? Yeah, there's, it's like not a literal mayor. Oh. Like he runs the town. Yeah. Uh, and so he, I assume he's like rich and has ties to the prison. Yeah. I don't know. But it's a, I like that concept of like, this is a town where there's a prison and the prison is, is uh, the town. corrupt. Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I'm just looking for the IMDb, uh, or not IMDb, the Wikipedia for it. And it's like everyone's last name is McCluskey in this. It's Diane Weiss's last name. It's like uh, Kyle Chandler's oh. last name. It's his last name. So it looks like it follows the the family, like the McCluskeys, of which Jeremy Renner, Diane Weiss, and Kyle Chandler are all a part of. And they okay. survive off the, the prison's industrial complex. Okay. Yeah. See, that seems like a very relevant premise mm-hmm. and a and a, a good crime like drama premise mm-hmm. yeah um no i'd I mean, watch the so sh- i'd watch the shit out of this yeah i would watch the shit out of this too i really liked Her- taylor sherrod and i really loved hell or high water like loved it and it wasn't a movie that like is a very drew type of movie like it was like sad yeah, that, is and surpri- that is surprising yeah I loved it. And the guy who directed it is uh, this this other guy who's done a British crime movie that is very much, it seems like it's kind of the plot of this. Like, it's about, like, a corrupt prison in London, and they're all sort of, like, wheeling and dealing in that. And Ben Mendelsohn is in that movie as well. So, oh, man. So. Bendo. Yeah. Mendo. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good, good, for, good for Yellow Jackets. Uh, or not Yellow Jackets. That's the next one. That's thing. the mm-hmm. next one, which I and also want to fucking transition. watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really. This is a. This is um. Showtime. It's about like a, a group of four teenage mm-hmm, girls mm-hmm. who survive a plane crash, mm-hmm. get lost in the woods, and like, like go full on Lord of the Flies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then this explores my favorite part of it, which is then like later they've grown up. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they're all kind of just like. Yeah. yeah, that was real hush hush. Well, yeah, yeah it, yeah, it really is. Lord of the Flies. Let's check in on the kids twenty years later and well, see yeah. how they're doing. It 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 looks amazing. First of all, this this is yes. a very Drew type of project. Like this is like a live meets uh, I don't know Wicker Man or something, and it looks right. amazing because there does seem to be an element of if not supernatural, then like there's a horror element of what happened. It wasn't just like we survived. It was like they they seem to be worshiping some sort of god or doing yeah, something it's dark yeah and christina some, ricci some shit went on in there christina ricci looks great in it i could not recognize her i had to go back and be like who is that and i was like oh man oh man yeah <laughs> i really hope it's like the onion article in retrospect i guess we might have resorted to cannibalism <laughs> a bit early yeah where like i want it to be like the reveal is like yeah they were lost for like an afternoon <laughs> yeah uh, they were lost for a weekend <laughs> yeah yeah and they just lost their shit. Yeah, this I don't know how much of this. Like, I'm curious about. I I I'm curious about what the split is because it's obviously a lot of flashback mm-hmm. and then a lot of going back to the the twenty twenty five years later. So I'm like just curious what that. Yeah, I'm, ratio I'm gonna will guess be. if I'm if I'm guessing TV correctly, and I usually do. It's going to start very heavily in the present slash uh before the plane crash passed and only like kind of give you glimpses of what happened until sort of the until the ending where they're going to kind of backload a bunch of that cult stuff 
Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Where it's like all like hints of it if they want to mystery box it a bit, you know. Oh, I'm yeah. sure they so will. It's yeah, like, that'll be the what the, happened. Yeah, think, the, I, that'll I, be the mystery box. I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know who the writers. I I mean, to me, like the showrunner is going to be very important to the series about like whether it's going to be actually like leaning towards supernatural or whether this is going to be actually something that's very entertaining to watch like as a full season but the trailer made it seem awesome like just straight up yeah. awesome it's, it looks super compelling it does look really good yeah there's yeah, like a, there's like a cool I, there's like a uh, like a like a black comedy tone to it yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. i'm just really into this trailer <laughs> i like it and i good. oh no i just agree with you i really hope it's supernatural I, it doesn't necessarily have to be mm-hmm. Um, but I really hope. By the way, the people, the showrunners, uh, both did um, Narcos, oh, which I never saw. Okay. And Dispatches from Elsewhere. Mm, uh, never saw either of them, but like I, I'm getting like a Twin Peaks kind of vibe in the sense that like it doesn't need to be blatantly supernatural, but they're clearly worshiping some sort of Pyman figure. I know you guys hate the Ari Aster stuff, but like that's the conclusion yeah. I could draw. Like it, it's drawing some sort of thing that if it's not actually supernatural, it's sort of the group mind mentality that sort of summons this supernatural element, whether it's real or not. Like it's right. just what they believe to be true. I don't mind the Ari Aster stuff, but I get, yeah. yeah it, um, they've turned monstrous if they're not literal monsters. Yeah. It's the person directing the first episode directed the 2005 Eon Flux movie. Oh, oh no. yeah. Uh, but mm. also the 2009 Jennifer's Body. Whoa, and whoa, whoa, whoa. In- and also the Invitation. Whoa, so, whoa, like, that's whoa. Not a, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. We should have led with uh, that. That's awesome. <laughs> I know. I, I, I brought us through that in a specific order. Uh, those movies are also, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, Destroyer, that Nicole Kidman film. I haven't seen that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. This uh, So far, everything I learn about it just makes it sound better mm-hmm. or doesn't make it sound worse. And it looks so good. Is, Jenna, is Christina Ricci and Juliette Lewis the same age? Like, that's what I was getting confused by. I don't think they are because, like, Christina Ricci was young when I was young. And I feel like right, and like she was. Julia Lewis was more like a teen. She was, yeah. yeah like I'm thinking, like uh, you know, like Adam's family. That was like '91, and Christina Ricci was a little girl, and, uh, and Juliet Lewis, Julia Lewis was already, fear. A, already yeah. a teenager at that point. Yeah, like Cape Fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mom's Natural Born uh, Killers. That was like what '90, '92, right. I think. Yeah, she, but 91. they're both. They're both actresses where it's like, oh fuck yeah, when yeah. you see them because I haven't seen them in a second. Uh, and and so it's yeah I've seen that's Ju- part of the delight I've, of this. I feel like I've seen Juliette Lewis like a lot more and stuff than I've, I haven't seen Christina Ricci in years. Like it was like a shock Ju- to realize who that was. But um, yeah, right, Ju- Juliette Lewis, Lewis has is been around. doing more TV lately, and I think she was just in Breaking Ma. News from Yuba County. Is that right? She was in Ma. That sounds right. She was in that movie Ma. That's all I remember. Right. She I am now remembering that true. Christina Ricci is going to be in the new Matrix. And what? That <laughs> delights me. Yeah. The Matrix Resurrections. Oh, She's hell yeah. In we got that. a movie now. Oh, wow. We got a movie. <laughs> if only it wasn't plural, because that is really upsetting me. What? Resurrections? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that makes sense. Spoilers for the last Matrix, but several people need to be resurrected. Who else besides so, him? Uh, Trinity. Trinity. Neon Trinity. Oh, wait. So, okay, I guess. Fine. Sure. Fair. And I don't know. Maybe they'll bring back some other dead Ma- people. Maybe we'll get yeah. Dozer. Maybe they'll bring back those fucking Tank and the Dozer. white guys with dreads. Yeah, we're going to get... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first guy. Bring get back jo- Cypher. <laughs> Cypher. Justice for Cypher. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you got justice. 
<laughs> I mean, he got what he wanted. Um, all right, let's move on. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, Red Notice. Red Notice mm. with The Rock and oh, the, okay. the, this the is, Ryan Reynolds. I, the... I literally could not remember which trailer this was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, okay, I. this looks like it's shot really well. It's the person who did Skyscraper, which isn't... Oh, no. Good. Oh. It's not good nor bad, in my opinion. Skyscraper is fine. And that's kind of what I'm getting at is like... Yeah, this is when, the... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, you finished. When I, no, when I see The Rock, when I see Ryan Reynolds now, when I see this like this color palette, it's hard to describe this look. I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is going to be like right down the middle. Like aggressively right down the middle, if that makes sense. The jokes aren't going to be too like spicy. You know, everything's going to work out. There's not going to be like, it's not going to ask any questions. It's just like a pretty middle of the road action adventure, Mm -hmm. which isn't to say that's that's bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's one of those things to me where it's like sometimes you're in the mood for it. Sometimes you have long bouts of being like, yeah, I'm not. I'm just not interested. Was this written by AI? Like when I look at just I just even looking at it, it's like Gal Gadot, Ryan Reynolds, like The Rock, and it's about like literally the plot is like I can't even tell who's doing the heist or if they're like right. if they're if they're going after the person who's doing the heist or if they are the, the heisters. Like it is just generic. Well, yeah. Okay, so it it looks like The Rock is the FBI agent. He goes to get Ryan Reynolds, uh, who is a heister, and then mm-hmm. they join. They make a tenuous alliance to go get. Gal Gadot, who is also a heister. Yeah, it's like vaguely like the the movie Bulletproof. It kind of reminded me of that at first. Okay. Uh, uh, and it's like I I see the the very obvious dynamic. You know, he doesn't like Ryan Reynolds, but they have to team up to go after this third thief yeah. and so on and so forth. And I'm guessing he'll like let him go at the end, or I don't know. It what, feels but... very much like an algorithm. Like this feels like this yes. is Al G. Rhythm wrote this. This is Don Cheadle. Yeah. From... <laughs> <laughs> this is written Don... by Don Cheadle. <laughs> CGI Don Cheadle. Yeah. yeah. That, this oh, is man. what he'd write. This is what he'd write. It's just like a Netflix original that's like just all marketed towards like what the algorithm thinks is like an interesting thing to people. I don't want to see The Rock yeah. and Ryan Reynolds together. That's not a dynamic I was asking for. I will say yeah. that this it um the this this guy's this this director's first movie was Dodgeball. Yes. Okay. Um and he's actually directed a fair amount of comedies and uh so I don't know maybe this one will be kind of funny cuz I thought Dodgeball was all right. Dodgeball's all right, but they also this person also wrote and directed Skyscraper, Central, Central Intelligence. Intelligence. Yeah. yeah. Skyscraper um, I, was me, very bad. It's skyscraper was yeah extremely forgettable. I think what it is to me is these feel like for everybody involved, nobody's taking a risk, right? It's so, um, yeah, it's so bland. It's so bland. And I'm looking at the yeah. budget here, and it's two hundred million dollars. Uh, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, two hundred million dollars. To what? Jesus. Twenty million for Johnson. Twenty million for Gal Gadot. That that's just those two, and it's not Pro- even revealed how much. Probably twenty million for Ryan Reynolds too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I don't know. Besides The Rock, like I don't think anybody else is that worth it <laughs> in this. Um, and again, it's just it's so easy. It feels just is this Netflix? Is yeah. this going to Netflix? Oh yeah. yeah. And so Netflix will make the money they need. 
like this is this really does feel like calculated mm-hmm. where they're like we get the we get these big names we spend this much money we'll get this much this thing well back. it's the most expensive thing that netflix has ever done which means it's more expensive than marco polo which means that like yeah, it is actually kind of a big risk for them. I guess they really are right. banking well, on the safety of like uh, they, they, these are all safe actors. We will watch them, and I think right. Yeah, and it, I actually it, not to get too in the weeds on the the nitty gritty stuff, but uh, Netflix did not foot the bill for it. Netflix what? bought the distrib- Netflix bought the distribution rights from Universal, so Universal spent two hundred million dollars. Oh my <laughs> right. god! I oh my and god! I guess no matter who's spending the money, the issue is I think it's we're spending a lot of money. Therefore, let's be as safe as possible. Yeah. And that's actually probably what's going to be the problem. You know what I mean? Uh, is that I don't I, I can't see people being that excited for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember? I think people will watch it. I think it's it's a Bird Box situation where Bird Box did really well because people are like, oh, it's right here. Well, do we know? Uh, do we know if they do really well? Because doesn't Netflix not release their numbers or have they started doing it where they really... Yeah, they, they just always claim things do really well. Uh, I do think... I don't think they've released numbers. I don't know how the numbers even work for them. Yeah. I think, you know, I was talking about this the other night. You know, like, their first foray into original content was not House of Cards. It was the show called Hemlock Grove, right? That was like... It sure yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. It sure right. was. So that was just like an algorithm, too. It's like vampires, cool, teenagers, werewolves. Like, it was just totally capitalizing on, like, dark, edgy Twilight. And it just seems like it was, like... I read the... I knew the author. Like, I read the book. It was whatever. But, like, you know, the the TV show was just, like, a algorithm. Like, it's just so an was, AI. Uh... So was uh, House of Cards. Yeah. yeah, so was House of Cards. But House of Cards um, like, had some merit to it, I feel like. was an actually yeah. good producer. And uh, I'm actually, I have to retract what I said. Um, I'm looking more into this movie. Uh, Netflix got the rights away from Universal uh, early on, so they did foot the bill for this movie. Damn. <laughs> oh, man. Holy shit. I also, <laughs> yeah. I also love that uh, despite all this principal photography, I'm just, again, reading off the wiki. Principal photography was started in Georgia. Before moving yep. to like Rome and Italy, because of course, like they have the tax credits. Why not Get just some shoot, tax breaks? Right. Just shoot yeah. the whole thing in Georgia. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Just yeah. put the fucking whatever. Build Rome in, in Atlanta. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then go for it to Rome for the post. Uh, yeah. Do you remember yeah, for one shot? Do you remember like when this uh, a couple months ago it was like Netflix was like doing their big original push, like they were like did the trailer for just Netflix as a brand. And this oh, was yeah, this was the central thing of it. They were like mm-hmm. red notice, and I was like, I didn't really. I didn't even know if this was a film. I just thought they were like Gal Gadot and the Ryan Reynolds and The Rock are here to tell you, watch Netflix. Man, it could have been just that. Like, a, a, yeah. for all anyone can tell, yeah. <laughs> that is, man. This being their main centerpiece, like this feels like a 2005 movie. You know, like yeah. this feels mm-hmm. dated. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Netflix, they make a lot of good decisions, obviously, but it seems like they're better at figuring out what people want to watch for series yeah. than movies. Yes, a hard agree. Uh, hard. Yeah, like that algorithm really does a good job with TV. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, uh, but it's like it's like that. It's the, their acquisitions into like reality shows. I feel like can sometimes be a kid or miss. Like they they actually kind of get it sometimes. But it's yeah, it's yeah. Their, it's their original series that do really well, and their original movies. I don't know what their what their Thing is, is it literally just being like, well, this is a person that was in uh, Fast Five. This was a person that is in Fast Five, and this is a person who will agree to be on screen with The Rock. Like, is that how these decisions are made? I feel like <laughs> you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. I think they just like, yeah, this is a, 
Fast and Furious motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he was in Hobbs and Shaw. Maybe that's how The Rock... Yeah, I was about to say Hobbs and Shaw, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it will probably do well, to be honest. Um, because it is, it's aiming for the middle. Yeah. It's aiming for the widest spread of people wanting to watch it. And it's like, yeah, if I was, you know, if you're getting together with the family and you want to watch something that's just easy, you stick on Red Notice. I get it. Oh. Yeah, sure. The thing is, I don't, I don't know how people, I, I haven't seen Free Guy yet. I know people are really liking it despite all the publicity that it, it garnered, but I just, I don't like Ryan Reynolds' face, like, ever, and I don't like him in things. Uh, Thank you. That's a personal opinion. I think he is a smug-looking dude, and he acts I, like a bully in high school. I, I had this conversation with Tom about um, Free Guy is that he's mostly a miss for me. Like, he usually doesn't make me laugh. Yeah. There's stuff that I like him in, but whatever charm he is has on people, it's just not working yeah. for me i don't i don't dislike him as much as you it sounds like i just don't find him particularly charismatic you know what it is it's not charm it's schmar schmarm it's like schmarm smar- it's like schmarmy. Yeah. it's smarmy charm it's schmarm but i do i do think he's a good actor and i or, or rather i do i think he can do good work and stuff yes it it just feels like a matter of like it's it's more like for me like this has it where it's like Say a thing and then and then whisper another thing. Yeah, joke done. And he does that and so many things. And I don't think it's his fault as much as it's like, yeah, he's a funny guy. Get him on screen. Have him improv. Don't write lines for him. Yeah. Uh, where it's like, just do your thing, Ryan Reynolds. Do the thing everybody loves. You know. But like, I, I think of a movie like the like Voices mm-hmm. that he was in, mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, if you actually give him something, he'll do it. Yeah, he'll do it really well. What? It's just I think that it's an uh, again for, for the rock in him this feels like an autopilot yeah. yeah where they're like yeah i'll do the thing it's easy do you yeah, think i'll get 20 million dollars for this yeah i think i have several exceptions to my rule about ryan reynolds one is like yeah whenever he puts a beard on that's fine that's his serious role yeah. right so when he does the beard i like the one yeah. where he was trapped in a coffin for the entire movie that was great that was a good buried. Movie. Oh, yeah. buried yeah, was good. A good movie um, and I like it when he voices characters. Like, I don't mind Deadpool. I, so I think it's just his face. Yeah. I didn't mind Detective Pikachu. I think it's his face that bothers me, and I don't like it. Sure. Fair. So if Ryan, if Ryan Reynolds is listening, look, we it's not you. It's, it's your, your stupid face. face. It's your stupid terrible face. face. It's your $20 no, million dollar mug. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's like everybody. It's like, it's like any star who gets too big where they become sort of a brand. Yes. You know? Yeah. And like... Yeah. He's hitting that problem, and I'm sure he'll have different waves of like proving mm-hmm. that yeah. he's better than. But he's that. kind of stayed uh, there his entire career. Like I, he began as a brand. I feel like Ryan Reynolds began as what he is right now. He is not metamorphosized at all. He's just stayed consistent. He's, he's Van Wilder. He's Van Wilder exactly. Deadpool he's Berg from Two Guys, a Girl in a Pizza Place. Yo. Oh shit! Yes. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time keeps on turning. <laughs> I like how much they talk about the Wheel of Time in this trailer, and I was just like, yeah, I, I get it. I like how uh, much they are trying to make this look like Game of Thrones as hard as they possibly can. Oh, mm-hmm. I was going to say Lord of the Rings. It feels look very at that, Lord that of the city, Rings. That city looks exactly like King's Landing. The font looks exactly like the Game of Thrones font. They're like mm-hmm. really right. leaning hard into and that shit. And it's based on they, a book. Because they have their own Lord of the Rings show, Dave. It's Amazon. I know, but it, it gave me more 
Lord of the Rings vibe where it's like magic and we're very serious. Mm-hmm. And no no one's like fucking or like murdering as much as oh, Game of Thrones. Oh, That's true. Um, yeah, so like it, it felt more of like this is a family affair. Folks. Have you ever read uh, the books? Has anyone read the books? Like, do we know if they're. No. Nah. Okay, so I wonder. I have not. I no. wonder, like, because I was talking about this again the other night uh, on a different podcast, but I wonder if this is sort of like the new crop. It seems kind of belated, but, like, instead of the vampire YA novels getting transitioned from, you know, books to movies to television, bum, 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 we're now getting, like, the fantasy stuff, like Game of Thrones kind of led the right. way, and, like, Lord of the Rings is doing it, and now this show, and that's sort of like the new crop of speculative fiction, science fiction, fiction, fantasy. Yeah, and that could be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely like it more than like that's vampires. Yeah, yeah. This is some. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Is like, I I could really get down with this. If honestly, if it's just like one long Lord of the Rings, it's like fuck yeah. Uh, if it's one long Game of Thrones, not so much. Uh, uh, but like, if this is just like, like just a bunch of very serious people talking about prophecies and bullshit. Oh no, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. Like I'm into that prison one where it's like. You know, I know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I know what you're trying to do, and it's working. Oh no, yeah. guys! No, I, I mean this is like a, I don't know, like a 15 book series. There's a shitload of books, mm-hmm. so. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the guy died while writing the last book. It seems like that's sad. <laughs> sure um, did. Uh, I do like. <laughs> oh wow! I'm, I'm just again, guys. I'm just checking Wikipedia. No big deal. I just want to be upfront and transparent about what my sources are here. The series is set in an unnamed world that, due to the cyclical nature of time as depicted in the series, is simultaneously the distant past and the distant future. Question okay, mark. <laughs> I, re- I really like that. Actually, I like dealing with some weird time shit I, that's, in a fantasy. That is my favorite genre. Is weird time. Yeah, shit. where it's like in this world. It's not just that, oh, we have wizards and orcs. It's like, no, time it exists differently. Mm-hmm. Everything's happening at once or something like that. That sounds pretty hard. Jeremy Barony. It's all Jeremy Barony. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, like, that's like, I hope they pull it off. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't have anything against it. Well, there's I know whole- it's been a super popular series for a long time, and I know that. Robert Jordan, the guy who wrote the books, is what all the Game of Thrones fans are pointing to with George R. R. Martin dragging his ass to write the last two. They're like, don't fucking Robert oh. Jordan on us. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I have... Uh, fantasy is not my genre of choice. Like, honestly, uh, it's not my thing. There's so many things you have to memorize, and, like, everyone's name usually sounds the same, and I hate that, and it takes me... It's, not your, it's not your cup of mead. Oh my god. No, nice. well, I do love Renfair. So let's be clear here about what parts I don't like about it. <laughs> it's the parts where everyone has different names and uh, d- different houses and there's different things. Like Aragon, Aramore, Arrowin. Just just miss me with that. But yeah. but it keep does... Keep on driving. Keep, keep on driving. It does look like people in this have special abilities, which is my cup of tea. Is magical powers. Yeah. Like the Witcher somehow was my cup of tea for like majority of the first season. I like that. Right. So we'll see. Yeah. The um the showrunner of this is writing both the Uncharted and the Division screenplays, <laughs> which I don't know. That's weird. I ha- also, going down this rabbit hole, the Division movie is being is directed-, directed by Ross and Marshall Thurber. Yeah. Yeah. The guy is directing the guy's thing directing we just Red talked Notice. about. Red Notice. Yeah. Oh, no. Who, by the way, who, by the way, I'm looking at a picture of him, looks like, like Henry Rollins' cousin. Oh, my God. Like, but... um. 
Yeah, that has nothing to do what with it, this well, show. It does kind of, because, like, what happened? Did Hollywood shrink even farther, and now there's only, like, four showrunners? Like, there's only four directors? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, it's it's getting smaller and smaller as as, as distribution platforms are getting wider yeah. and wider. It's terrific. Well, I guess it's like your COVID it's, bubble becomes, like, your, that's like your, uh, you know, your, your connections in L.A. just become, like, the four people that you'll let in a room with right. you. Yeah, Where they're like, exactly. We need an Uncharted movie. Will you write it? Good. We need a The Division movie. Yeah. It's like... How- uh, I don't know. Can you also write that? Sure. Great. Yeah, I Thanks. Guess. We all know how this works, guys. You make a connection with one person. You find out that they're competent, like in any capacity. And you're like, why bother finding a new person? This mm-hmm. person can do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Uh, that's the, <laughs> that's uh, the entire industry. It's going to be interesting. Mm. When is this going to come out in relation to the, the Lord of the Rings stuff? Oh, Lord of the Rings, we're not getting for at least another year, right? So, oh, so this is to tide us over. Yeah. It would be interesting yeah. if this ends up like beating Lord of the Rings, becoming like the more popular of the two, despite all the money they're throwing at it. Uh, That'd be amazing. Because, yeah, Lord of the Rings, it's a hard sell because it's a, everybody being like, yeah, we're kind of, we're all set. Yeah, I feel like you, you, know, told, like, I feel like you told the story. Yeah. <laughs> what do, what do I want to come back to this for? Yeah. So, uh, it could be good, though. This is based, uh, partly inspired, this new one, The Wheel of Time, partly inspired by Leo Tolstoy's War and Peace. So if you ever just want oh. that, you know, mapped onto feudal uh, England or wherever, the feudal non-time specific, like, uh, right. King Landing, whatever. Uh, nope, I don't want any of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, let's uh, let's keep it moving. We're, we got a lot of trailers. We, d- we do, we do, yeah. Uh this next one is like I think going to be the the big Oscar to contender from what I'm reading. This is The Power of the Dog. What is going on in this trailer? With, with I have Benny, no idea. Benny Cumber. It's Benedict Cumberbatch being creepy in the old west whistling the Jurassic yeah. Park theme. This <laughs> that is the Jurassic it is Park. The theme, first right? 3 bars are 100% the Jurassic Park theme. It's like what's what? happening? Is that here? Is yeah, that the that, going doo 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 or is that wrong? Yeah. 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 Like every Oscar contender, it has Jesse Plemons in it. Yeah. It sure does. Um, oh, I, God. I, I look at him. Look at him. He Plemons. looks incredible. Can we just... What is going on with... I'm, I'm, look, I like Jesse Plemons. I think he's a good he's actor. He's the greatest. I think, it's we- I think it's weird that he's in every art house film. I don't. I don't find uh, that weird at all. And I think God bless Jesse Plemons. Like the guy who's willing yeah. to be that looking creepy guy in like the movies. Yeah, yeah. Also, I just yeah. love that him and Kirsten Dunst like met on the set of Fargo and fell in love and now just like appear in movies together just to like be near one another. They are like Are they together? Yeah, they have they're a kid together. No, no, they're engaged yeah. and they have oh. a kid. Oh, yeah. they're engaged. Okay. That's so great. Also, yeah, Kirsten Kirsten Dunst in this is uh I, after Fargo, I was just like, more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And since it, so, yeah, instead she went and like had their child, and now she's back doing movies with him, and I could not be more thrilled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. So he's, I really like him in a lot of things. Um, this feels like, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure how this is going to go for him. Quite um, honestly, how can, you, he, how can you read anything from this? He's playing like a cowboy in America, something which I assume he's not going to do. You know, the accent. Oh, um, I don't know. <laughs> I just think about like what has worked for him and what in the past. It, he looks really good in this. He's a good actor. This just feels out of like his comfort zone, which isn't a bad thing. 
Well, the good thing does that make the sense? good thing about westerns is you can be very taciturn, so he doesn't actually need to talk that much. And if That's and true. if he can do the Doctor mm-hmm. Strange voice, he can just do it like a growly Jeff Bridges American accent, and I feel like get away with it. Yeah. The problem with this was when I scrolled down to look at the plot uh, synopsis, because again, this trailer gives you nothing. This trailer is like, here's a picture of some corn. Here's like him whistling. Here's like Kirsten Dunst yeah. crying. Here's a shot of Jesse Plemons from behind a window. That's yeah. it. <laughs> with a with a face full of hair. Oh my god, he looks great. I hope he's the he sheriff. He looks incredible. Uh, he looks incredible. Yeah. So yeah. the plot of this movie is apparently uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is a bad person. He's like a bad dude, a bad hombre, and he uh, oh, yeah. and he uh, gets his brother's wife and her son like with him, and for some reason he tortures them until he then finds love. Is exactly what the plot synopsis found <laughs> said, and I was like, is this problematic? This feels problematic. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it depends on what it's saying about that, but yeah. Yeah, I'm guessing that's yeah. It's well, it's Benedict. You hire Benedict. Factored into this. Yeah, you hire Benedict because he's, you know, a good-looking man. I think. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, guys. Uh, the stuff he, play, I heard... he plays bad guys a lot, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played a dragon. He yeah. did play a dragon. That's yeah. the only bad I, guy. I, would, <laughs> I can think. I of. would give any amount of money to have him do like a growling Jeff Bridges voice. Oh, mm-hmm. order shot. I feel like he can. I feel like he absolutely can. If he can do a dragon, he can do growly Jeff Bridges. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. If you can make me believe dragon, you can make me believe grizzled cowboy Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have the, the, the gift of the thespian. <laughs> I mean, this movie, uh, it kind of reminds me of the plot of uh, The Wicked Kind, which I'm sure like nobody's ever heard of. It was like a Neil... Nope. Neil Labute produced movies, so take that with exactly as much grain of salt as you need. Uh, it was... Adam Scott and Brittany Snow and J.K. Simmons and uh, Adam Scott is like this like ne'er-do-well brother of this, I forget who the other actor is, who brings his girlfriend home, the other guy brings his girlfriend home, and like Adam Scott has this dark past, we don't know what it is, but he immediately just starts like kind of like psychologically torturing the girlfriend of his brother until she sleeps with him. And it's supposed to be problematic. Mm. It's supposed to be like thorny, but like in doing so and being like that edginess, it's it's kind of itself not really commenting on the situation so much as being like cool shock value of it. Right. Yeah. These things could go wrong Yeah, for sure. This looks like I I'm guessing it's like entirely, almost entirely at this one like house. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be kind of that where I, I feel like it's going to have that vibe. I feel like there's, he um, says 10 lines of dialogue, some total, like some total yeah. at, at the most 10 lines of dialogue for Benedict Cumberbatch in this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I'm super fucking curious. Mm-hmm. It's not as yeah. The plot isn't. I'm really curious about this. But the next film, which is also a western, yeah. really lays it out in a way that I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah the no, next... I'm all about. I'm all about old Henry. Let's move oh. on to old, old Henry. Henry. This movie looks incredible. That's how you make a trailer. That, like, yeah, <laughs> you, you show me. You show me Tim Blake Nelson with a fucked up face doing a voice. Oh man. You find some dude with a bag of money, and he's. It's like a simple plan in the yes. old west. Oh god, it looks so good. Then, it's such fucking a fucking Steven Dorf shows up yeah. doing an old west voice. Yes. Fucking Steven Dorf. That was the part. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it was already there as Tim Blake Nelson. I was like, "Okay." And then Steven Dorf shows up as a bad guy. I'm like, "This is a fucking film." Can I tell you something? Yeah. I love it when trailers take you on a journey. Like the yes. trailer <laughs> The trailer took me on a journey where you're like, "Oh, he found this guy with a bunch of money and the guy's like the bad dude, like the guy's like creepy and like he's hiding out from Steven Dorf and his friends and Steven Dorf says he's the sheriff but then the guy's like he's not the sheriff he's actually like a 
bad dude, but then it turns out the real guy who's, like, the badass is Tim Blake Nelson, who's, like, kind of just been doing, like, a John Wick thing in the Old West. Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he's, old, he's yeah, old West John, John Wick. Yeah, John Wick in the Old West, yeah. It's <laughs> freaking amazing. With his buddy, um, is it Trace Atkins? Is that buddy? is Trace Atkins, yes. <laughs> Does he naturally sound like Sam Elliott? I hope it so. Was, I think they hear, you hear his voice first, and I was like, oh, and Sam Elliott's in this. <laughs> and then they cut to him, and I'm like, whoa. That, that just it hurt my brain. It is Trace Adkins. I, yeah. I could not recognize Sometimes the there's a man, and I'm talking about <laughs> Tim Blake Nelson here. It definitely is giving off Coen Brother vibes, though. You're not wrong. Like, the Tim Blake Nelson-ish of it, like the simple plan mm-hmm. plot, like, this does give off a vibe. Like, was this a written by the Coen brothers at one point like it's just it feels like it like it does yeah um yeah like even the the fake lawman because that ends up being you know mm-hmm. spoilers for a simple plan mm-hmm. but that ends up being the bad guy is a fake fbi agent. you know what that actually is right. a spoiler for me I've, I've yet to watch a simple plan <laughs> oh well i mean that's not a huge spoiler it, the, the, yeah it's a good it's, it's, a, a, good, huge it's a good con as as cons as cons go the pretending to be a lawman con is really good Oh, yeah, 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 by, by the, the by me. the time he shows up, you're pretty sure he's the bad guy. So yeah. I didn't right. I didn't ruin the film for you. I don't think that happens in identity mm-hmm. too, but it is not the big big reveal of identity. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's not the big big reveal you know, of identity. The big reveal of identity is James Mangold made identity. <laughs> that's oh, I was it's, I was why did I I was thinking frailty. That's what I went. Frailty to. is oh, amazing. Frail- that movie gets yeah, yeah. I, fucking identity. Oh my god. Okay, so old Henry. <laughs> Just yes, please immediately give me this movie. Yeah, who's yes. Jane Campion's directing it. Ooh, that's it. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. That's good. I like this. I had two thumbs up based on trailer. She, uh, she actually adapted the screenplay too. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, this is gonna yeah. be dope. Who? I love this. Jane like Campion. a woman doing like a western is with this kind of like cast and this thing. That's so cool. And not to be like that person, but it is so cool to like give Jane Campion this project. Awesome. Or for her to take it and just get it produced. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Um, all right. Uh, what are we up? Mass. We're on Mass. Oof. Which this man? There's layers here. It's like it's like there's something to talk about, Kevin. We need to talk about Kevin, but like that's carnage. Well, right? Yeah, as Tom pointed yeah, out, it is the plot of yes. Carnage, but even more intense because Carnage, which was. A Roman Polanski film was two parents meeting to discuss a bullying between their kids. Yeah. One of their kids bullied the other. And the idea is it's actually the opposite yeah. um, premise, which is they meet to talk about something very low stakes and it goes out of control. This is something very high stakes, which is a parents meeting okay. to discuss that one of the kids killed the other kid. And I assume that's a, a mass that's shooting. What I, that's exactly what I thought. It must be a mass shooting. Yeah. It's painfully topical. Um, Jason Isaacs. Which doesn't... Yeah, Jason Isaacs is in there. Doesn't... Yeah, it's... Uh, you know what else reminds me of? Uh, the Steve Coogan one that was based off that really popular Danish book. Uh, I think it was called The Dinner or like the... Was it called The Dinner? Uh, but it was like they, they go... It's like him and his wife go out to dinner with uh, his... I think it's like his brother or his brother-in-law and his wife and they're talking about the kids and one of whom has committed a serious crime and it's only getting revealed through this like highly tense dinner thing that's coming out Boom. right yeah. we love this shit we yeah, love it's the, great who's who's afraid of virginia wolf yeah we're gonna do it all in one room um i i have no idea if this is gonna be good or not because because it's starting from like uh oh yeah this is where this is a hot topic 
that that always like makes me suspicious. Right, it, you know? it's already starting at like it where it's ramped up to like eleven. Yeah, if you need it. Yeah, if you needed uh, in the trailer, this is the opposite of being taken on a journey. If if Anne Dowd needs to explain in the trailer that, or like Martha Plimpton explained to Anne Dowd that like her kid died by the hands of the other kid, then like what's there left to say? I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I got it. I, I I I can tell where this whole movie is going. Probably, mm-hmm. I'm still gonna watch the shit out of it. Yeah, um, but as an exploration of like a mass shooter, it's it's one of those things. It feels like, I mean, for obvious reasons, it feels like when we do movies about serial killers and we're trying to like understand it or something like that. It uh, it's really hard to get that right. I well, think. we're assuming it's a, it's uh, a- or to do it in a way that matters. So there's this potential of like, are they just banking off of that topic? Mm-hmm. And will they actually be able to manage to say something meaningful about it? And I don't know. Uh, by the way, I was correct. The movie is called The Dinner. Just FYI. Really proud of myself. Oh, uh, okay. yeah. I, I do need to uh, 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 issue another correction. Mm-hmm. We're playing it real fast and loose today. Jane Campion directed uh, The Power of the Dog. Oh. Oh. So. Oh, what's another Old one? Henry, that makes more sense. Old Henry was actually written and directed by Patsy Ponsiroli. Okay. okay. So I feel a little bit different about it. Apologies to Potsy. Now I do feel a little bit different about it because like that movie didn't seem as good, but still, go Jane Campion. Yeah. Well, the power of the dog again. It's getting a lot of like festival buzz. It feels like that's gonna be we're gonna be hearing about it for a while. But um, she does a lot of erotic stuff, so that means that this is gonna be like a very ooh. sexual. She did portrait, ooh, the portrait yeah. of the lady. She did it in the cut. Like she's mostly done the, the, the piano. Piano, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the idea of like a gruff, slight, like more than slightly abusive guy in the West falling in love and having an affair with the person he's abusing does seem like it might be the potential for the plot of this film, which yeah, yeah. Eh. Well, we'll have to see. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move on to the main event. Yeah. Um, okay. This this whole episode has been a pretext for this trailer. Yay. Yeah. Moonfall. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's the Roland Emmerich film about the moon falling into the earth. Plausible. Plausible. Yeah. Could happen. Sure. Yeah. This is I knew this that... is scientific as shit. There's a wobble. Yeah. There's a wobble, folks. It might happen. I knew this was coming. Like I, I had known about oh, it. We've been following for a while. this, I think, since it was announced. <laughs> oh yeah, and then I forgot about it though, which made this delightful. The most delightful thing is I has he been in one before in a in a Roland Emmerich? The presence of Patrick Wilson. I was I, like, oh, he's believe, so good. I believe he was in uh, Midway, the oh, last wow. one that Roland Emmerich did. Uh, that the Woody count. Harrelson one? But like, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, Roland Emmerich disaster film, stick Patrick Wilson in there. We got a fucking You got a movie. fucking film. You know yes, what? Put, oh. Retroactively put him in 1998's Godzilla, please. <laughs> Absolutely. Just like, yeah, Photoshop him into whichever Meteor one was his. Yeah. This also has Halle Berry, Donald Sutherland, mm-hmm. My, uh, Michael, Michael Pena, Pena in the role yeah. that w- was originally Josh Gad. What? Oh, yeah. upgrade. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, a, that's, that's a glow great. up. Yeah. That's a glow up. He glew up. <laughs> that's a glow oh. up. He glew up. This is perfect. This is perfect. It's yeah. all these pros. It's everything they know exactly I need. what they're everything in. Everything I need. Yeah. It looks dumb as shit in the best way. Yeah. What happened to Josh Gad? He dropped out for some reason. Who knows? Maybe he, maybe he was too afraid of success <laughs> yeah maybe that's probably what it is uh yeah he was reading it and looking at the cast and being like this is too awesome i need to go do 
the the wedding ringer too <laughs> i wonder when roland emmerich we're gonna stop referring to them as disaster films and just be like you know it's you know speculative reality writer or director roland emmerich like he's just it's just at this point i just believe whatever roland emmerich has is doing will come true in the next oh, 10 yeah. to 20 years so what do you guys think the odds are that aliens are involved in this? Because there's a few shots in this there's, where there's I'm like, shots of stuff that doesn't that, look man-made. There's shots of things also that look like beasts, like star beasts. Yeah. So I well, think aliens the, are might be involved, but we'll see. Well, the the premise, and, and this is Roland Emmerich down to the characters. This is Roland Emmerich. One of my favorite things about him is he understands how to really quickly create like character conflicts. Um, so it's stuff where it's like, uh, oh, can that character and that character, can they be ex-spouses? Bam! We got conflict, you know, where he does shit like that. Um, the, the synopsis, according to IMDb, is a mysterious force knocks the moon from its orbit uh, and sends it on a collision course. Uh, and then uh, NASA executive and former astronaut Joe Fowler, which I believe is Halle Berry, is convinced she has the key to saving us all. But only one astronaut from her past, sounds like an ex, Brian Harper, sounds like a Patrick sounds Wilson. Sounds like a Patrick Wilson. And a conspiracy theorist, like Casey Hausman, sounds like it could be a Donald Sutherland, who Michael knows? Michael Pena. Uh, believe her. I think that's oh, Michael Oh, you're Pena. right, that's Michael Pena. I think that was the and Josh so, Gad part. And so, bam, we have the, like, the Jeff Goldblum eccentric. We have the two with, like, a past... Uh, that they have to I'm sure they were romantically involved and they'll get back together these unlikely heroes will mount an impossible last dish mission into space leaving behind everyone they love only to find out that our moon is not what we think it is yes yes fuck yeah yeah it's a fucking transformer hive oh my god God, I I, it better Mm. open up it's full of bees something yeah it's It's full of bees bees. oh that would be so good bees I am so Space fucking excited. Bees. That's where they've all gone. They've gone to the moon. Yeah. Yeah. This cannot. This cannot. Come fast disa- it cannot disappoint me either. Yeah. No. Why? How could it? Roland Emmerich. <laughs> I think when it comes to his disaster films, I've never been disappointed mm-hmm. by them. No. Uh, they're they're, they're always exactly they what you wanted. <laughs> yeah. Because here's the thing, Roland Emmerich's doesn't care about physics and nobody can tell him no that's impossible so he can do pretty much anything Mm -hmm. and and then he's like and they survive for some reason yeah and he manages to make it seem like it's plausible that's why he's the better michael bay like that is the deal with him oh yeah he's a hundred percent the better michael bay yeah but he did he did deep impact correct or am i crazy or, no, 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 he actually didn't. He actually didn't do either of them. Oh my god, movies. I thought he did one of the Meteor movies. Yeah. Oh no. Mm-hmm. All right. Star Stargate is his art house. Film. Oh yes, Jesus <laughs> like, Christ. That's his, well, that's his it, grounded is it artistic. Or is it Anonymous, the one about Shakespeare? Oh yeah. Oh. Um, no, I think it's still, it's still Stargate. Stargate. Oh, you know what? <laughs> that's for- his most. Oh, go ahead. That's his most grounded film. That and Universal yeah. Soldier. Um, uh, uh, I would say then you know he did Independence Day. Godzilla, The Patriot, The Day After Tomorrow, 10,000 BC, 2012, Anonymous, something called Dark Horse, White House Down, God, what a great film, Mm. Stonewall, Independence Day Resurgence, uh, Midway, and then we're on to this. These are all motion pictures. Wait, Stonewall? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he did Stonewall, yeah. Hmm. Here's, Here's something wild. His next film after Moonfall? 
Stargate. What? The, he's. I think he's remaking his own film. Sure. He's, Fuck it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Stargate was a great film. I love Stargate. Stargate's an excellent film. It. It might be a sequel. I. Stargate a sequel. Uh, you get fucking Kurt Russell showing up. Hell oh, yeah. You, get, yeah. Get, Fuck get, yeah. Get old ass Kurt Russell and James Spader up in there. Oh, oh my god. Yes. yes, James Spader. Please. Did he die in the first <laughs> one, or did he? He's no, right. no. He stays behind. He stays behind. All oh, right. But, he hangs out with yeah. the crying game person uh yes now there is i'm yeah. seeing that on wikipedia no big deal uh i am seeing that he did make a movie in 1990 called moon 44 and could that give us clues about what this is Ooh, i don't know but is i think a it's, se- I is think a it's uh, it's it's up to us to investigate that mm. and determine it's about a futuristic mining site where convicts and teenage technicians are partnered that's weird it's a weird one yeah <laughs> i mean it's rolling emmerich man let's see that's it. fucking strange uh malcolm mcdowell's in it um let's see fuck yeah of course he uh, is. let's see if there's anything here there's no aliens i don't think weird no but here's all right so some hints is they say a conspiracy theorist right teams up with halle berry so i'm guessing that means that that person's going to be right um, they always I'm are. Assuming, in these I'm assuming that it's going to tie with, like, we faked the moon landing. I think it's going to tie with that sort of stuff. And, like, you can't land on planet of bees. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. We didn't go there. It's full of bees. <laughs> or it's like, yeah, this is a. It's just. Oh. It's like an alien base that's just been there this whole time. You're right. No, I think your first uh, instinct was right. Because think about how the trailer opens up. It opens up with the whole. Ken- you hear the whole Kennedy speech about the moon. The whole thing. Oh yeah, that, oh yeah. That's there. There's no way. One of the things Roland Emmerich lo- loves to do is like tie in history. That's uh, like that's that's definitely a thing he'll want to do. So like obviously you start with the moon landing. I mean it's about the moon crashing to the earth. So yeah. So if the moon is on a it's up. If the moon is falling towards Earth and the moon landing might have been faked, it's not what it thinks it is. Is that like? Is that? I don't even know where I'm going with this. I, I'm just trying to connect those two think, ideas. Right. <laughs> My guess is I don't think it's falling towards Earth. I don't think it's it's sent off course. I think my guess it's is attacking? that it is it's attacking Earth. Oh, that's what I'm hoping. Oh, yeah, their hive is angry. Thinking, uh, yeah, I think every episode until this movie comes out, I want to guess what the moon is up to in this <laughs> yes. movie, um, because I'm. Uh, it could be anything at this yeah, point, right? Yeah, it could be literally anything. That yeah. It could be an ancient space station that aliens left that just malfunctions. Mm-hmm. It could be a spaceship. It could the whole moon could be it mm-hmm. could be full of bees. Cheese? It could be loaded cheese? with bees. It could be cheese like we all used to think. Mm-hmm. Che- yeah, yeah, yeah. It cheese? could just be cheese. It could be sentient. I like that idea a lot. Sentient, sentient cheese. Moon. Sentient cheese. Sentient, sentient cheese. cheese moon. Yeah. Yeah, it could be uh, now, spider moon rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it could be. It could be. Spiders on top of bees, the yeah. uh, possible. Mm-hmm. Spiders yeah. riding bees. Oh no. <laughs> Ooh. Um yeah, so moonfall. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 uh it's it's, it's pretty great. It's a film. Um yeah. and my god, what what yeah. luck. What luck that we all exist in this timeline. How <laughs> lucky gift. we are to be alive right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. My god, yeah. Um all right. We're going to move on to news stories. First, we've got some patrons to thank. Thank you to Kool-Aid. Molotov says pulmonary embolism is an extreme, exceedingly rare side effect of the Moderna. So get the Pfizer and purge the weakness from the proletariat. Thank you. As always, get better. Sure. 
Uh, thank you to E.T., the extravagant terrestrial. Woo. Thank you to Cody Johnston's Time Machine Noise. Woo. Thank you to Pete for Pagel. Thank you to Glitterous, CFO of Michael Shannon's Chocolate Factory. Woo. Thank you to subscribe to Jason Pargin's Substack. Yep. Thank you to the Midnight Patron with Patrons at Midnight. All right, let me jump in here. Thank you to Exploding Runes. Thank you to Andrew. Andrew, how, how? Thank you. Thank you to Vincent. Thank you, thank you to RevMD. Thank you, thank you to Dr. DNA. Thank you to Lauren Gucci. Thank you. Thank you to Bootler Bootlison. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so we had a ton of trailers. So let's let's these these news stories aren't massive. So let's let's go through yeah, these news stories. Yeah, here's the thing. Uh, the first one I feel like is already come and gone, which is that Mike Richards Jeopardy thing. Um, oh yeah. Well, not only is he not the host, now he's just totally fired. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah. Um, I don't know the guy. All I know is that he's a single photograph of a man smiling. <laughs> it just feels like he. It feels like he flipped the fuck out or something. <laughs> Uh, and then they're like, you know what? You're fine. Oh, no, it feels like, like, you're right. I think it feels like he is not what he seems. Like the moon, he is not what he seems. Yeah, he is just right. somebody who, he, he stepped ahead of, like, he got a little bit ahead of himself. He probably could have gotten away with all those terrible things he did to, uh, you know, abusing his power, it seems like, if he hadn't made such a weird push to become the Jeopardy host and, like, rig it in his favor. And the moment he did, yes. that was a bridge too far. And then everyone... It's the thing... Yeah, it's like it's people look at him with... and they're like, I suspect you're full of bees and or spiders <laughs> yes. riding yeah. bees. That is like my favorite click hole article. <laughs> <laughs> it is the thing with ego where it's like it happens when certain people, you know, say run for president and then become president um, where it's like they overstep their boundaries and suddenly they're under a microscope and it's like, oh, you'd go away. Yeah. Yeah. You, re- uh, yeah. Yeah, you really, you like, really didn't that, want I, this, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You. Um, you done got yourself canceled. It's yeah, it's 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 like the Bloomberg effect where they're like, yeah, everybody loves me, and it's like, number one, most of us don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> number two, now that we know who you are, we don't really like you. Yeah. Go away, and then it becomes a problem because he was fired. They said it was like because of a disruption, disruptive workplace. So I assume it's that he might not have even flipped out. It might have just been everybody yeah. was like, now that we know who he is. We don't want to That's work That's exactly him. what it is. Uh, when I read it too, yeah. because it was like, we, they even tried, they said that we tried to like ingratiate him back into, or, or you know, integrate him back into just his old job and people just weren't having it. Like that was the disruption. Not that he, like, yeah. not that he had a meltdown, but that, that people were like, no, 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 no. Like we're not just letting him be the shit. Yeah. Like he can't even be the executive anymore. Right. Yeah. It's it's just, it's just such perfect. Just so thoroughly rejected. Yeah. By, it's such, by the it's world. such ego and such like complete blindness to what the like it's like yeah this this insular bubble where it's like the internet is like hey lavar burton over here and they're like who should we get to host uh mike's always cracking jokes around the office let's give him a job like that's what it felt like is that they just had no self-awareness well he was the person in charge Um, of hiring the new host that was the part that like made everyone crazy is that he rigged, right, he yeah. rigged it so he would like get all the other hosts like or make them look less good in order to then like promote himself like and it did seem yeah. weird it did seem weird that they were going to make a, a tv executive the host of jeopardy right well what yeah. what probably because ha- he had hosted a couple other shows before and then they had brought him on as an executive so it, what probably happened was they brought him on as an executive with the understanding that he was going to become the new host and then this you're right this guest host stuff was just performative to draw attention to the show because as loudly as everybody on the internet had an opinion about Jeopardy, almost none of those people actually watch Jeopardy. Like its demographic is still skews pretty largely older, uh, older people. 
Um, I mean, that's and, true. Yeah. But I know a lot of people who love and are very invested in Jeopardy. And it, it is telling. Of course, that, yeah. It is telling that they had to like split the duties up. Like that's how much. Mm-hmm. Or even yeah. originally, people were like, "I don't think so." Like they had to get Molly. What's her name? Molly Blahnik. I'm butchering her name. Oh, oh, uh, Mayim Bialik. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Blossom. 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 They got Blossom to do it. And it's not like she's not problematic either. She's got her own stuff that's <laughs> right. like immediately got like put in the center field, you know? Yeah. Ugh, God. <laughs> Jeopardy. Find an unproblematic host. Jeopardy. It's not that hard. It's not that hard to find somebody who's not problematic to read off these trivia questions. Mm. Yeah, well, it's yeah, and it's not like this was a surprise. This motherfucker carried allegations with him from job to job like luggage. Right. And, and craziness is that they weren't even going to fire him, except that people made a stink about it. No, they weren't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Ah. So. All right. Next story. Next story. Yeah. Next story. Yeah. Venom 2 is getting rated PG-13. No surprises there. Sure, yeah. Although I will say, like, there was a time where the first one was supposed to be R, right? Yeah, and that's dumb. And yeah, I was about to say, you've made good arguments about why it shouldn't be, but it is wild how far from that we are now, where it's like, that was the original intent. Um, now I think they're just... It's probably good because I think the first Venom felt like they had cut around it being R? Is that correct? I don't know. It felt, it Maybe. feels like it. It feels like a little bit toothless, if I can say that. It's not a pun. It's just like a thing. It's right. just, it's just, Dude, did you not, did you not see how many teeth Venom has? I saw, mm. and I heard that turd in the wind thing, and I was like, wouldn't that sound better if it was the word shit? Like, <laughs> We could have that debate for probably two hours, whether or not turd or shit is better. You're right, you're right. Turd is, the, is a very specific word that connotates... It's so, it's so dumb. Right. It's like it's the dumbest thing to say. I don't know. I, I love that stupid-ass movie. I guess what I'm wondering with this is... Or what I was getting to with this is that if you're shooting for PG-13, uh, as opposed to like writing an R-rated movie and then it getting turned into a PG-13... Like the fact, uh, just like having a plan and sticking to the plan ahead right. of time, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's a better sign. Yeah. It looks, it, it seems fine. I mean, the whole other universe thing that exists of, of the Marvel stuff, like it's so wonky and confusing to me. Like, do they exist in the multiverse? Is that like where we're going with this? Uh, Venom is a cool character, but he's never going to appear in that like new Spider-Man movie, right? At least not in this form. It's not going to be Tom Hardy. Oh no, he might. I don't. He wouldn't fit. Like the the tone of that first Venom movie, movie was a all over the place. Uh, like weirdly sincere in some parts. Like him and his symbiote's relationship was like, I don't. I don't know. I felt like the first Venom. I was not asking for a sequel for it. I thought there were some good moments in it, but like, it just it's, it's weird. Yeah, it's the issue with this and Morbius, where it's like, Sony. I think what happened was they were establishing these. Before they thought that they would be merged with Marvel, mm-hmm. uh, and then it becomes this weird, like, these are sort of in the way, it feels yes, like. Yes, yes. Where it's like, we were going to do this whole villain thing, like DC is sort of doing with Suicide Squad, where like, yeah, this is the villain team, we're going to make them sympathetic, because we're unsure about Spider-Man, and now it's like, well, how does this all fit? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, Venom and and Morbius and stuff—they're not really going to have a presence as a villain because they're all—they're like, they're turning their villains into heroes, mm-hmm. you know? Where it's like, they're making them the main characters, and therefore they have to be sympathetic and protagonists. And so it's like, yeah, they're in a weird place where like, Venom 
uh, and Carnage, uh, that shit could have gone really well in a Marvel story. Yes, it could have. Marvel it would have been such a good villain now, origin story for that Marvel. Yeah, and now it's like, no, they can't really do that. We have Venom over here doing this stuff. Yeah, it's like that. And like, he's not going to fight Tom Hardy and win. That's weird. So, yeah. Season two of WandaVision, uh, hear me out. Tom Hardy shows up, but he's not playing Venom. He's just some other guy whose last name is Boner. We can just do that again. <laughs> yeah, let's just do that. Let's do that gag yeah. again. All right, uh, let's move on. Now, final story is about Coppola. Francis Ford Coppola is just still working <laughs> on this movie. I feel like he's been, working on, he's been working on Megalopolis for like 20 years, right? I love yeah. it. Something weird he like that. Oscar Isaac and Kate Blanchett in it, James Caan. Uh, uh, it's he's wants it to be about 120 million. I feel like we owe. No, this. he's paying for it. Isn't that it? He's paying for this. Yes, he is. And oh yeah, that is actually the thing I want to point out because I we owe him this. Like if we're gonna give 120 million for fucking J- Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom or whatever, it's like give Coppola that much money for the love but of we God. Don't, but he, he's not even it asking for it. Feels like he earned he, but, it. But he yeah exactly. He he can't even do that. He asked do it himself i like that uh, is it because he couldn't raise the money or does he is he choosing to just finance it himself because he doesn't want like studio notes or whatever i think coppola um i think coppola is one of those guys like he never got along with the studio mm-hmm. right he talks about in this interview about how like he owns the original print of a apocalypse now and all the like rights because nobody wanted it at the time yeah. Yeah. um so like he's he's got that thing where studios are like man I, I don't I don't get what you're doing and then he just quietly makes like amazing films and so since then he's been making more like indie films I love it and I think he's been financing them himself um, and now he's like I want to make an epic it's described as like it's like a it's like an old style like Roman epic but it's today I think that's the idea is the setting the parallel I love it to like the fall of an empire um but it's america you know like look not to draw a comparison bring it back to lynch but like this is like the lynch thing right like he's gonna make twin peaks the return but he's gonna do it on like his terms and he's gonna finance inland empire like if you're a certain kind of artist and you don't want to compromise your vision like fine if you can use your own money and you can finance it go like it's yeah it's wild to me though that like like if i were it's wild to me that there isn't a fucking single millionaire or billionaire that wouldn't go to Coppola and be like, here is a hundred million dollars. Can you please just put my name in the credits? Okay, bye. Oh. Like, I, it's, it's, it's wild to me that he, uh, maybe he isn't asking for the money, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe he mm-hmm. isn't. But it's like, for fuck's sake, someone give him millions of dollars. He's fucking Yeah, Coppola. but the thing is, like, think about, like, his audience. Like, who's going to, like, in the world of, like, Marvel and everything's got to be tied to an IP. And, like, how much is this going to recoup? Is this going to do streaming? How can we, like... Oh, it's yeah. not... He's not of... Kind of like James Bond. He's... But for different reasons, he's not of this time. So I can totally see... Yeah, I can totally sure. see, like, him not wanting to get Netflix notes. Uh, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean is this, like, it makes me wish I was a billionaire so I could just give him all the money he needs and walk away. Yeah. Also, I'd get, like, a cool Yeah, car. does he have, like, a... So that'd does be he cool. have a Patreon? Uh, that I can sign up for. Good shout out. <laughs> yeah, Coppola, start a Patreon. Yeah, get your uh, yeah, man. shut down the winery. Start a Patreon. Yeah, let us know what no, tears we can get in on. Yeah, yeah. he's living his best um, life. Like yeah. I don't feel bad for Coppola. Uh, I think I think he's doing fine. Uh, what do you think is? And in fact, there's there's an argument to be made of like it's kind of cool that he's like 
all right, I'm going to quietly go over here and you young filmmakers go make yep. your mark. Yep. Like I'm not going to get you know involved. What the keyword yeah, there? Out of the way. Uh, you know what? Yeah. You know what the keyword is there, David? Uh, David, uh, it is quietly. <laughs> it is quiet. Like quietly. he's not going to go and weigh in on like the Marvel movie thing or like whether movies should be in theaters or not. Like that's not what he's doing. Like he's not. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I bet he's been, there's been probably so many interviews where they're trying to Scorsese Yeah, him, except why? Where they're like, what do you think about Marvel? And he should just be like, no. Nah, but why are people fun. interviewing him? What's the last movie he did? I don't know. The last movie I saw was Twixt yeah. with Val Kilmer. He's been doing a lot of, again, he's been making movies. Uh, we're just not hearing about yeah, them. Yeah, they're really small movies that nobody watches. If you Google, if you yeah. Google the word Coppola, you know the very first link you get? It's just the Francis Ford Coppola winery. That's what I feel like he's been up to. Yeah. He's just been up to the wine stuff. He he paid Google for that to be the first yeah. result on his name. Yeah, man. Oh, man. He stays wet. He, per- yeah. he stays wet? <laughs> yeah. Gross. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Twix was almost the last. He did something called Distant Vision after that. Um, he's He did Tetro. He's done a bunch of like little things. Basically, he did Jack, and then he did the Rainmaker, and did- he was like, I don't We're know all if this set. is for me anymore. Yeah. Am I yeah. crazy? Did he do tiptoes or am I just crazy? <laughs> you're just, I think you're just crazy. I, you're, yeah, I you're want, to, I want yeah. to see Francis Ford Coppola's tiptoes. Uh. So, yeah. so do I. So do I. We all do. Yeah. He's been producing, um, surprisingly enough, he produced The Bling Ring. Oh. Directed by Sofia yeah. Coppola. Like, uh, yeah, that all checks out. Uh, but I think he's, I think he's largely just like, yeah, I'm. I made fucking The Godfather and stuff. Not that. I I can retire a little bit, and it's like good for you, yeah. man. Yeah. I hope you're having a great Look time. Look at how many like the movies he did. It was like 74, 74. So he made the conversation, The Great Gatsby, and The Godfather Part Two the same year. The same yeah, he year. Sure did. He's tired. Yeah, he's, he's tired. He's like, I think I proved my point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Or maybe it was just that he finally made the movie he wanted to make, Jack. Yes. And he was like, I'm done. Yeah. Like, it's there's nothing Wait, else. Did, it was all building to Jack. Did, did yeah. Tetro come out? Wasn't that the one? I'm thinking, I must be thinking of the, the Japanese Tetro. This isn't related, right? No. I don't Like the Iron so. Man thing that they have in Japan? Never mind. No. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, God. Tetro has Vincent Gallo in it. All right. Oh, God. Um, Moving on. Vincent Gallo. Oh, shit. All right. All right. Hold on. New section. Checking on Vincent Gallo. Do our Vincent Gallo updates every week? (laughs) Yeah. That actually used to be a section of my favorite website, Video video Gum. It was like, uh, what's up with Topher Grace? Was just every week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. You got to check up on some of these guys. All right. I need to know what they're up to. More producers to thank. Yeah. Hey, uh, big thanks to... Oh, these are in a weird... Something happened here in the dock. Big thanks to Tux. Woo. Thank you, Tux. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Woo. Thank you very much. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you to Space McNulty. Thank you to... Oh, great. It's that guy. Thank you to Nolan Mayton. Thank you to Vaccinated Man Andrew McGuire. Woo. Thank you to A... Jay, Woo. and thank you to Tip Drizzle. All right, let me jump in here. Thank you to Burrito Mouth. Thank you to Mrs. Voidus. Thank you to the ghost thank of you. Dave Thomas. Thank, thank you to Aaron Burser. Thank, thank you. you to David Knife Boot, Henson MBA CPA. Thank you to Christopher Roberts Bartz Esquire. Thank, thank you. you to Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Willem Dafoe's Confusingly Large Dick Chill. 
Thank you. Thank you to Vaccinated Jay. And thank, thank you. you to Pie Guy. That's a, Pie Guy. A, apparently an antichrist. They used a, a body double because, uh, because, according to Lars von Trier, Willem Dafoe's dick was, quote, confusingly large. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, and that was the confusion. Lars von Trier said that yeah. shit. Yeah. That was the part of Antichrist that if didn't make blowing, it. That was the part of Antichrist that yeah. didn't make it. That's the part you cut if out. You're, if you're blowing Lars von Trier's mind, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a man. I believe they made a, a prosthetic clitoris to do something horrific with in that movie. That uh-huh. pretty goddamn. So horrific, there, but yes. his penis being too large was the unsettling thing. <laughs> Confusingly yeah. large. Confusingly large. That that's the key. It is confounded him. Yeah. Confused. Well, that or like they would have to shoot from different camera angles. Like it wouldn't work. Like they would have to use trick photography yeah. to make it the same. Nobody's gonna believe this dick is real. Yeah. Oh man. Dogma ninety five. No. <laughs> Dave. Oh. You know, oh. We're, we're having a good time. We're talking about Willem Dafoe's dick. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I feel like. I gotta ask yeah. if you have a movie that deserves more hype. Yeah. Oh shit. I do. Yeah, I do. I totally do. You nailed it, Tom. Oh, what is it? Um, so this is coming out October twenty twenty second. Um, this is this just popped up on me. Uh, this is called Thirteen Fanboy. Go on. Um, this is a movie about a killer who is murdering all the previous cast of Friday the Thirteenth. As 13th. one does. Yes. Yep. So it's got D. Wallace. It's got Corey Feldman. Uh, it's got Kane Hodder in it. It's it's it doesn't look. It looks campy as shit. And I'm guessing that's the point. It's got like fucking like ten F thirteen actors because you know there's a lot of those movies, and it's just a straight up slasher uh, about this. Uh, yeah, that's it. So, um, I I do like this the the. Um, the the note in the synopsis is um, as a child Kelsey witnesses the murder of her grandmother a Friday the 13th actress at the hands of a crazy fanboy as an adult Kelsey a martial arts expert and actress discovers her uh, grandmother isn't the only victim I love the a martial arts yeah. expert because you kind of know how they're going to use that um, oh, yeah, man. this looks ridiculous. It looks. I like the poster. It looks really bad, but also I can't yeah. wait to watch it. Guys, can I, can exactly. I tell you something? Can yeah, I tell you something? Of course. Yeah. I didn't think it looked that bad. Like in terms of like in terms of like how it was shot, like in terms of the budget, like it it looked it looked fine. Like it looked like it, well, it looked good. That's fair. That's fair. I think it looked like it was trying to be a Friday the Thirteenth uh, era type thing. You know I, what I mean? I didn't even like, pick up on that. I I think. I think they're leaning into it. I think they're like, yeah, fuck it. Like it's it's supposed to play off of these campy films, so it is itself a pretty campy looking film. Maybe. Um, but yeah, it does look. It doesn't look like the people behind it don't know what they're doing. I wonder. You know? Like, have you guys uh, seen uh, Never Sleep Again and the one that's about Friday the Thirteenth? They're like these eight hour long documentaries about the making of every single no, one. No, I never Okay, did. the making of like uh, all the Friday the Thirteenth movies. That's its own docu series, and they go through each and every movie, and they get all the actors because, of course, they do. Like, what do they have to like else going on? And they just tell you all these stories from set. Yeah. And you can just tell how thrilled these actors are to be being interviewed about like the, these movies that, that was like kind of their their high point, their water high point. Uh, watermark. Uh, right. And so like this movie just feels like I don't know how they got the rights to it, but it does feel like like a love. Like it's probably going to come from a place of true love of this genre, if not just because of the fan love, because of the 
loved by the actors who just really appreciate yeah, yeah. getting to go to comic conventions and horror stuff because they were in this film. Right. Yeah. Uh, it does feel like a celebration and I can't fucking mm-hmm. wait. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, uh, I don't know. I assume it's coming to VOD. You think this is going to be on IMAX? Yeah, probably. Uh, probably you could yeah. see it at Cinemark XD. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, look for it uh, wherever you get your streaming, one assumes. Uh, and just go look up the trailer uh, and the poster. It's basically the Friday the 13th logo, like the classic one with a machete tearing How'd through it. How do they get the rights? Yeah, looks, How'd they uh, get the rights to this? Like, can you not? I, I, it's not technically about... I think you can get around it because it's not technically about Jason Voorhees. It's about somebody yeah. who's obsessed with Friday the 13th. So as long as they don't use any like footage from the film, it's sort of like the same way they were able to make Bubba Hotep and it just didn't have any Elvis songs in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Or like, or like the idea of like a movie like Scream where they constantly talk about horror movies, specific horror movies. Like they show the horror movies and they have to get the rights there. But like, I imagine a lot of it is just, you know. Interesting. Uh, uh, there might be, yeah, just ways to get around it. So Deborah Voorhees is a real person, which is fascinating. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's just the name of the person involved in this? Yeah. Uh, it comes from Vor- Voorhees Film Production. And when I first saw that, I was like, oh, they must really like Friday the 13th. And then it's like, no, the, her name is Deborah Voorhees. Uh, I, it's, it's very What do you think weird. the over-under is that she legally changed it? Like, I'm saying... Because she started, so it looks like she started in Friday the 13th, A New Beginning. I wonder. Uh, I'm going to say like 80% 80%. chance she changed her name. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine being that into the franchise. That's what I mean. Like the people who star in it are like even more into it than like the fan stuff. Like, well, and this, this, and this like happened. This happened to the star of the first uh, Friday the 13th movie. An obsessed fan tracked her down because, um, fucking, I think Gene Siskel Mm -hmm. put her hometown in his review doxter oh my god yeah he doxter because he hated the movie so much oh that that's that's crazy that also happened to heather langekamp in uh in nightmare on elm street she like got stalked by an obsessive fan and that's what made Mm -hmm. the genesis of a new nightmare was like her experience getting stalked uh so i i do want to note her name is Voorhees. she was credited as a Voorhees in a friday the 13th a new beginning that's just her fucking I name buy it man <laughs> that's wild she was yeah credited as debbie sue Voorhees in her first movie 1984's innocent prey which i believe when is uh, the first friday the 13th come out hmm uh, was 80. that 84- it's 1980 yeah. she was a playboy bunny I'm going to see if like well, her name was always what it is. Like I feel like this is not. She changed it somewhere along the line and is doing a very good job hiding it. But I don't believe it that she yeah. just happens to share the same name. It would, yeah. It would mean before her first acting job, she was just so into this new movie Friday the Thirteenth that she changed her name yep. before he. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So thirteen fanboy. Thirteen fanboy folks. I mean, you know, you you. The, I don't have to sell this one to anybody. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, you guys. If you're know. a Friday Thirteenth fan, you're gonna want to see this. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. Uh, so check are it you out. guys? Fr- are you guys That's Friday Thirteenth fans? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. I was more of a. This is I was correct. A, I was a, I'm a Freddy girl. I'm a Freddy person. But uh. I like Freddy. I mean, like, right? I like Freddy. I mean, Jason and and Michael are just like the. The tall, lumbering, non-speaking ones, and they're cool, but like they're no 
you know, wisecracking see, I think, dream demon. I, well, no. You see, I think Jason is deeply hilarious. I just think he's he has the gift of physical You're body. right. He does. He does yeah. that head tilt that's really good. Yeah. He's a, <laughs> yeah, he's a, actually, he's a master of physical comedy. <laughs> that's why I enjoy him more is because then, like, I, you know, I like Nightmare on Elm Street as well. But uh, – I find Jason way more funny because Freddy Krueger's like kind of trying a well, little yeah, too Freddy hard. Well, yeah, Freddy Krueger wants to be on SNL. Like everything Freddy Krueger does, yeah. he's <laughs> like he's like he's testing out bits yeah. on his victims. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's like, we've got a great show for you tonight. Fun is here. <laughs> I feel like that. I feel like that gag really landed yeah. before I cut it apart with my fingers. Yeah, all his yeah. things are bits. Like they're all bits. Yeah, he's doing. He's trying bits out on his victims. And to an audience of yeah. nobody. It's like his open mic. He's, yeah, yeah. he's a puck figure. He's either talking to us, the audience, while he's like doing those little riffs, or he's just, you know, just speaking to himself. I, 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 love, I love the psychology of Freddy Krueger. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, movies are mm-hmm. great. Movies! All right, that's a <laughs> sewed. We've done it! We did it! Oh, Thank you so much for being here, being hey, on Hey, Dave, this. David, thank you so much for having me, yes. but also thank you so much for staying awake. I really appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Oh, this invigorated me. Yeah, I am, no, I, I, I can feel I can feel you've been supercharged. Yeah. It's like somebody hit your NOS button. Exactly. Uh, Drew, where can people find you? Which, what do you want to tell people oh, about? Oh, gosh, there's a lot going on with me right now. Uh, you can always check me out on my Patreon.com backslash Video Drew. Everything I do is backslash Video Drew. Not the word backslash, just, just Video Drew. You can look me up anywhere on the internet. Video Drew is one word. I have a new podcasting thing. Uh, the umbrella company of it is called Content Candy. You can find it right now by going to anchor.fm backslash Video Drew. I do a show with Lon Harris called Garmin Shosia. I do uh, the Video Chronicles with uh, me and Nerd Chronic, the editor of the movie trivia Schmodown, where you can also find me sometimes. I have a bunch. I have a bunch of new shows on YouTube too. So just check out anything Video Drew. Excellent. Yeah. Dave, tell them what we got going on. Hey, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. For $5 a month, you get three exclusive podcasts. Tom and Jeff watch Batman. Fox Motors, a maniac. Star Trek, the next Futurama. Uh, We watch movies with our patrons every Friday Mm -hmm. night. That is tonight. Uh, So you can also check that out and a bunch of other things on there, too. Yeah. So do that. Yeah, check that out. We also got a store. Head over to gamefullyemployed.com or you'll see the link to our Teespring store. We have a new store. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. We got T-shirts, uh, masks, mugs, posters, stickers, all kinds of shit. Check that out. Where's Bane? Where's Bane? Where's Where Bane? is Bane? So good. He's at the mm. Teespring store. <laughs> he is because T-Public uh, bumped him off. Ugh. They sure did. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's part us. of why they moved. Yep. They got rid of Where's Bane. Yeah, like, they told us it was a you. copyright infringement. We're like, "That's yeah. original artwork." <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's also ninety percent of like what those sites are. Oh my god, I know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's also parody. It's also it's parody. parody. They yeah. also wouldn't allow us to have a shirt with the word Gotham what? on it. Go ahead and Google. Uh, go ahead and go on T Public and see how many other things have the word Gotham on it. Also, not not a copyright. No, it's not. Word. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they, they b- bumped that shit Believe off it or not, like, DC Comics does not own the word Gotham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, but that's all That's all on the Teespring, is the point. Yes. Uh, so check that shit out. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's enough. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, goodbye everyone. Bye.
Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.